0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Polaris Podcast, brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. I'm your host, Bob Vachon, and I'm not an expert, but our guest today certainly is one. Digital Project Manager Joe Bottensek joins us on the podcast today. We're lucky to have Joe on today as we're going to be discussing Ride Command Plus, the initial 2023 off-road vehicle launch just a few months ago saw a new addition to certain rangers in the lineup and that addition you guessed it is ride command plus so curious to learn more about ride command plus and what it brings to the table listen on okay so today on the Polaris podcast, we are going to be talking about Ride Command Plus and everything that's new with this system. And to run us through that is Joe Botensek. Joe, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. It's great to have you in the studio today. Um, but before we get into this, why don't you go ahead take this opportunity to introduce yourself to the audience and let them know who we're talking to?
1: Yeah, so I'm Joe Botensek. I've been with Polaris about seven years now. Um, hard to believe, time flies. Yeah. Um, and I've been in the ride command space since before it was even ride command so um, I, I got hired in on the software development team for the um, app web and cloud in 2015 and hung out there for a few years but then as we were um, building the ride command platform I got called upon to go work in the uh, the digital display area where I helped launch six different uh, digital display platforms over the course of about four and a half years and then um, once I, uh, um, did some time over there, um, came back over to Ride Command App, Web, and Cloud um, to help focus on bringing Ride Command Plus to life, and I've been here for um, well, coming on two years now, so um, it's been a wild ride and it's been a lot of fun, but it's also been uh, great to see where Ride Command has come since we started doing this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again for joining us. Certainly, the man for the job, I think, for this podcast. You've been through it, through it all with Ride Command, so. Uh, let's kind of dig into ride command before we get into ride command plus most of our listeners i'm sure are familiar with this with the system on our vehicles but from your perspective you've been through the development of it give us a little
1: uh, bit of the details of what is ride command right now on our players vehicles yeah so um yeah ride command really means three things to the customer um as many of you are aware, it's the great digital displays that we put in our vehicles that really bring Ride Command to life while you're riding. But also, Ride Command has a few other components too. Um, we've got the Ride Command mobile app, which uh, a lot of our users use as a kind of a gateway into the Ride Command experience. And then also we have the Ride Command website, too, and that allows uh, a few users to use different types of features or do a lot more careful planning and things like that as they get ready for their ride or do um, things like maintenance and, and tracking and, and just a little bit different look at things. And then uh, tying that all kind of together is our Ride Command cloud, too. So all of the, uh, the places where a user uses it is tied together through one account. Um, one Polaris account that they have, whether they're on snow, ORV, Indian, or Slingshot as well. So um, no matter what kind of vehicle our Polaris riders have, they're able to kind of tie the whole thing together.
0: Okay, so thanks for running us through, giving us a brief reintroduction of, of what Ride Command is as a, as a whole for our units. Now, let's jump into what Ride Command Plus is. Give us the details on this new addition to the Ride Command ecosystem.
1: So, um, so yeah, ride command plus just kind of builds on top of that. And what we're doing is, um, you know, as, as the plus kind of signifies, we're taking ride command to the next level. Uh, so right now we've kind of rolled out the, the initial ride command plus plugin module, which uh, goes on select model year, uh, 23 Ranger units at this time. And, um, basically what it does is it allows you to have remote access to your vehicle, um, in a way that you haven't had it before. So um, the three main features that we have there are remote vehicle locator, which allows you to see where your vehicle is, whether, you're, um, whether the vehicle is powered on or powered off. Remote vehicle health, which allows the, uh, the users to see what level um, their health stats are at on the vehicle. So things like uh, battery level, odometer, fuel level, miles to next service, and when you need to do like your next oil change, for example, mm-hmm. and then uh, the third and final one is issue diagnosis. So if you throw a trouble code on your vehicle, it sends that trouble code up to the cloud, and you get alerts for it on your mobile device as well. So we're really starting to tie um, tie in the app and web into the Ride Command ecosystem in a way that allows people to really focus on owning their vehicles better and and be more um, conscious of their vehicle whether they're away from it or they're with it. So, yeah, very cool.
0: A lot, of, a lot of neat additions to that system. And you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions regarding Ride Command Plus 2. How does this all work? How does this integrate with my current setup? Um, so you mentioned a few things regarding the remote vehicle, a lot of focus on that. Um, you might be concerned that, hey, my vehicle's parked out in an area where there's no Wi-Fi, there's no anything. So how does this all connect? Are there any considerations for myself as an owner with Ride Command Plus Vehicle? of how that system talks to each other.
1: Yeah. So, um, for the plugin, it does, does require some level of cell connectivity. We've tested it so that it, and really optimize the system so that it can operate with extremely minimal, um, cell coverage, but, um, does report as much as it can with the bandwidth that it's allowed. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we, uh, um, the, the little black box that mm-hmm. plugs into your vehicle does have a, a little cell modem in it and, um, re- does require some level of cell signal to do so, okay. and then um, on the other side, um, your your mobile device or your web browser does mm-hmm. require uh, connectivity as well. Right, perfect. So essentially, if your vehicle is parked in an area where
0: your mobile device is getting some cell reception, it should be able to talk to the system and upload. Yeah,
1: and the other piece too is that if you're going into an area. Or if you're riding and you have a signal, and then you start to lose signal, it'll report right up until it loses signal, and then it'll pick up as soon as it regains that signal as well. Perfect. And it's not going to stop trying to get that signal. To you know, if it can get any level of reception, it's going to do the best it can with what it's got.
0: Perfect. Yeah, that's good to know. All right. So in the beginning, you mentioned that currently we're recording on the third of October here. Um, with and there's kind of limited availability for Ride Command Plus. You said it's on 23 ranger models certain ones that are out there um, when is this going to be expected to roll out to other units
1: yeah so um, our next big announcement is um, going to include the razor 200 youth models as well as the uh, razor pro r models so those are going to be the next two that we're targeting and getting out there into the wild
0: awesome and you kind of mentioned something a little bit off air if, if you will you know how come it hasn't just been kind of mass released
1: across the whole whole product line? Yeah, we're doing a lot of testing and validation to make sure we understand exactly what a customer is going to get when this product um, arrives at their door. They have it installed at the dealer. Mm-hmm. So um, we go through um, dedicated validation as a part of that process and, and make sure that all of um, everything from uh, the locator and placement on the vehicle is working properly Um, so that you can get proper GPS signal and proper cell signal. Um, We make sure that we understand exactly what health metrics the users are going to get as part of uh, remote vehicle health for their vehicle. And then also, uh, we want to make sure that when we're sending you trouble codes, we're not just sending you the numerical, you know, the the hex code that you're going to get, but also um, sending you friendly descriptions along with it too to make sure that um, you can take whatever happened to the next level and just be informed about what you're dealing with on your vehicle.
0: Sure so no more going to the player's website typing in the trouble code and hoping something pops up for me that that actually is I'm seeing on my screen.
1: Yeah we have the data so we might as well show you exactly what you're uh, dealing with on your vehicle when it occurs. Sure. So. So yeah, we just go through and make sure that the experience is is really good for the customer because this is a, a premium level product.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, good to hear. Um, regarding kind of the installation of this, you mentioned the little black box, the plug-in unit. How does that look on from both a dealer side and a customer side? Is this something as me as a consumer, if I have a twenty three Ranger, that is able to work with Ride Command Plus? I can install at home. Is this a dealer install only type of thing? What are we yeah, looking at? Yeah,
1: this is a. It's the uh, install is pretty slick. So, um, you know, most there's going to be two different kind of kind of variants of the install. There's going to be uh, the direct install where your vehicle already has what we call the six-pin Deutsch connector to to plug it into, um, and then you literally just plug in the one plug, you bolt down the four corners, and then you uh, you ride off down the trail. Um, and then the we'll call it the slightly more advanced uh, install is really just a jumper harness that goes off of your diagnostic port. Um, so instead of just plugging it in directly, you have to install kind of a uh, an additional harness that allows you to plug in the plug-in and still have your diagnostic port available and then fasten it down to the vehicle as well.
0: Sure. So so really for either option, it's fairly non-invasive, you'd say.
1: Yeah. And anything that we're putting it on has a, a, a spot to put the Ride Command Plus module. So, you know, we as part of that testing and validation I mentioned we make sure that the placement is really good and that the the plugin is gonna be safe and not get jostled around and then also perform to the specs that that we uh, that we test to.
0: Good. Now kinda of to touch on that, we just went through a number of episodes regarding accessories for our vehicles and how they are really designed and validated, you know, from the ground up and have certain locations for
1: certain things. It seems Ride Command Plus was thought of the whole way. Yeah, definitely. Anything that we put it on um, is developed in partnership with the the vehicle platform teams that we partner with. Perfect. So yeah, they're um, the vehicle teams are just as much as part of the conversation as the team that's developing the plug-in and all the features that go along with it.
0: Great. So to reiterate, there's no not going to be any little black box hanging out under the diagnostic port. It's all going to be tucked away out of sight, and we'll just have the awesome features.
1: Yes, definitely. Good.
0: That's cool. Good to know. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about um, Command Plus as it is a subscription-based service now, correct?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So run us through the subscription. Is there a trial period? Can I try it out, see if I like it? How does that look?
1: Yeah, let me try to break this down a bit for you. So anything that uh, comes with Ride Command Plus from the factory, like our, um, our our Ranger, North Star, Trail Boss, Ultimate, is the, um, the model, the main model that has it right now, Okay, that will come with three years from the factory. So that, in, you know, that's included in the cost of your vehicle mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll go on for three years. If you buy this as an accessory, um, for the price that you pay, you get the, the unit, the install kit, and then, um, get a one year subscription okay. with it. So, um, we're working on the subscription management piece right now and users will just have to have to renew and we'll have a couple of different options for them to uh to do that okay once their uh, renewal comes around Mm -hmm. our first units are just hitting the wild right now so um you know our our one year countdown kind of starts now
0: for sure oh very cool um kind of into more of the maybe help center topics that we might see feedback from customers on regarding Ride Command Plus um, for those standalone kits, not the ones that are tied with a vehicle from the factory. Can I swap it between vehicles? Is it tied to a VIN? How does that registration process look?
1: Yeah, so um, you can swap it in between vehicles, okay, but they have to be compatible vehicles. right? So um, the Ride Command Plus, with the way the system is designed, is only to work on models that we have Kind of whitelisted, okay. Um, to work with the module. So if if you have two units that are capable of having Ride Command Plus, you you can swap it in between the two, though it's it's kind of cumbersome, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't recommend doing it. Sure, but uh, it can be done, and we do have a process to support that. Okay. So uh, this is a great segue into um, our activation process. So um, I mentioned kind of the physical install yep. element of this, but. Once you actually um, do have it installed and plugged in to your vehicle, you do have to go through an activation process to associate that vehicle and device to your ride command account. Okay. So, so. once you actually do have it installed, uh, one of the key things that you have to do is take it outside so it can get um, clear GPS reception. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do well with GPS uh, in garages. Okay. So we wanna just make sure that you get an open, uh, open sight to the sky, no trees, no roofs. Um, that kind of thing. And then once you have that, you key the vehicle on um, and pop open your ride command app and we do what's called the activation or proof of possession process. So the first thing you do is you add the vehicle to your garage. The easiest way to do that is to uh, um, add the vehicle by going into your home screen and then tapping the NFC badge on the front of your vehicle. It's got that, if you have that square metallic badge, there's actually an NFC chip in there. Uh, you can actually go and scan that, and it'll pull in the 17-character VIN okay. right into your phone, um, so you don't have to type in VINs. Yeah, nice and easy. Nobody likes entering VINs. <laughs> exactly. And then once you do that, the vehicle will get added to your garage, and um, if the vehicle is a capable model, it'll actually pop open a row for Ride Command Plus, or it'll give you an activate activate button on the home tab of the app. Okay. Uh, one of the things that we did is uh, we recently made a, a move to the Polaris app to make the homepage of the app a little bit more vehicle-centric mm-hmm. so that when there's features like this available for users to take advantage of, it's very front and center for them. So you tap the Activate button and you go in. We grab a little bit of information from you just so uh, we know who has the um, the connected module. Yeah. And then you start the association process. So what you do is a key on the vehicle, and your phone has to be within 30 meters of the vehicle. And once it recognizes that, it'll actually have you perform a key cycle while you're um, while you're with the vehicle to prove that you not only are with the vehicle, but you also have keyed access to the vehicle during a specific period of time. So we do that to make sure that the user has a really secure. Um, experience and is able to um, also easily activate it the process takes about um, I would say about 30 seconds to three minutes the rangers take a little bit longer just because it takes a slightly longer for that key off to register with ranger vehicles but um, anything else will take about 30 seconds total but regardless in less than five minutes you're activated and in on your way and there's nothing to deal with with the cell modems or anything like that. It just automatically activates and jumps online as soon as it has power. So, sure.
0: Yeah, that's great. Really pretty seamless process. And like you said, it's been well-developed. And I think that shows through how yeah. quick and easy it we, seems. Um,
1: we actually started up a new beta testing um, program as part of our um, our connected efforts here with Ride Command Plus. And um, as part of that, we're doing a ton of internal testing where we're grabbing players, employees and and doing rounds of testing before we expose it to customers for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then also we're making dedicated efforts to engage members within our players' owners' council as well to get feedback from them so that we can make sure that our um, barometer is reading accurately and we're, we're releasing what customers really want before we do. Sure. Yeah, that's great hearing
0: the feedback before it gets out. You know, there's a ton of information that can be learned and you know, from
1: anyone. I think small things you might have overthought come out when it's actually yeah. in the hands of someone. And one thing I forgot to mention, too, is during that activation process, um, we are deploying over-the-air software updates to these devices. So they'll just keep getting better and better as you own them. So while you're doing that activation process, if the unit powered on for the first time, it might actually have to perform an over-the-air update before you can activate it. The app will let you know if that's underway, and that takes about an additional 10 minutes or so as long as you have connectivity and it'll let you know when you can uh, go back in and actually activate. But you can't activate while the update is being installed. Sure. Right.
0: So cool thing you mentioned over the air updates on that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but some of our Ride Command displays, supported displays right now, you actually have to reach out and update them yourself or put the update on a USB drive and update it that way. That eliminates this now with Ride Command Plus?
1: Well, um, so... Uh, today, we have over the air software updates for our cell connected Indian and slingshot models. Sure. Um, but the over the air updates for Ride Command Plus will just install on the plugin. Okay. Um, it does not deploy updates to the Ride Command displays yet.
0: Okay. Good to know. All right. So let's talk about the older vehicles, ones without Ride Command. Is there going to be anything in the future that would possibly help get Ride Command features to those older vehicles?
1: Yeah, so you know, at, the biggest thing there is that we're working on expanding this out to our entire product line, and and as we can, and, um, you know, as we can validate, we're going to be expanding both for for future model years and existing model years. So, sure. I think that's the the point there, and just just stay tuned for for what we get this out for. We just want to make sure that anything we put it on is going to work right.
0: Yeah, definitely. And from what we've seen from our past user experiences, they're flawless systems. So if you do have a vehicle that's not equipped, stay tuned, keep your eyes out, and uh, hopefully we'll have something in the near future. Any last thoughts um, that you'd like to get out to the customers? We kind of ran through the whole list here. Um, A lot of exciting stuff happening,
1: and it sounds like even more exciting stuff in the pipeline. So yeah, just stay tuned with the uh, over-the-air software updates. It's going to be really cool, just because for um, for one of the first times ever, we have the ability to deploy new features to the vehicles remotely, mm-hmm. and the user will get a notification on their app once the updates are installed, and then it'll let them know what's coming their way. And then uh, you just update your your app, or go out to the website, and you can take advantage of those new features. There's really no more um, jumping back and forth with a USB and doing all of the, uh, you know, kind of the the rigmarole that you used to have to do to get um, the latest and greatest on your on your system.
0: Yeah, I think everyone will appreciate that. Okay, so you mentioned earlier of how the system's Ride Command Plus will integrate with both the web app and the phone app. Let's say my vehicle does throw a code. Um, How am I notified of that as a consumer? Will it pop up on the screen of my unit, my phone, where and how
1: can I access that info? Yeah, so if you have a Ride Command display, it will continue to show your trouble codes like you get them today. And that's not going to change. Where Ride Command Plus gets interesting is there's a lot of times when you are digging into an issue when you're not with your vehicle after the ride, and this gives you that information right in your pocket or on your computer. Mm -hmm. So we have three main ways to notify the users. First of all, within the app, you'll get a little notification bell that'll let you know, hey, something's up. Number two, we have push notifications on the mobile app now. So when you go through the activation process, you will be prompted to activate push notifications for the Polaris app. Mm-hmm. Make sure to do that so that you can get push notifications. Otherwise, the phone won't allow them to be received. And then uh, the third way is that when something is going on with your vehicle too, we do have email notifications too. So um, if for some reason you didn't have push activated, you'll still get an email about what what occurred on your vehicle too, and then you can dive back into your Um, your app or web to get more information on it. Perfect.
0: That's awesome. No more being confused about what a code is when it's telling you on multiple ways what's going on. Yeah,
1: we're just trying to get users to that next step and whether it's something that they can resolve themselves or get tied in with a dealer to get resolved. We just want to make sure that we get them back on the road or the trail as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So moving on into kind of the ownership experience, we have this Installed, you ran us through that process and it seems pretty simple and, and intuitive. Um, so, once I'm actually an owner of this, let's say I have multiple drivers, how does it look like? Can I manage who's driving it or any of the settings screens? How's that look from an actual ownership standpoint?
1: Yeah, so when you activate your Ride Command Plus device, you'll kind of become what we call the connected owner for the vehicle. And when that happens, you unlock an area underneath your vehicle called owner controls so um, when you're the owner of the vehicle you're allowed to do a few things you can check in on your subscription for the vehicle so um, you can see when your when your ride command plus subscription is good through you can also um, modify the privacy settings on the plugin to your your privacy and making sure that we're really clear about what's going on with you and the data that you're giving us is is really clear so we allow users to Toggle off via reporting vehicle health data or location data. Now, have you, if we're not collecting that data, we can't enable some features, so we shut those off and we let you know how that does impact your user experience when you do it. And then the other piece, too, is that um, if you are no longer interested in having. Uh, ride command plus features you can also disassociate yourself from the vehicle too so say for example you sell the vehicle you're gonna probably not be interested in the connected whereabouts of that vehicle so you can relinquish ownership or that new owner can also grab um, you know ownership of that vehicle too through the activation process and activate themselves
0: okay yeah that's you bring up a good point too with kind of buying and selling vehicles It happens quite a bit so if there is you know i am purchasing a ride command plus equipped machine from someone they forget to disassociate themselves. You know, once I relinquish ownership, all their information goes away. They don't have to worry about any privacy concerns that Yeah,
1: way. they're they're never going to get any of your information. Their Ride Command Plus experience starts from the time that they would take kind of activation or possession of that vehicle. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, we want to make sure that we're safeguarding anybody's personal data as yeah. much as we possibly can.
0: Absolutely. Good to know. All right, Joe. Well, I really appreciate you coming down to, to talk to us all about Ride Command Plus. It sounds like a really exciting new feature set that we're going to be getting on our vehicles kind of moving forward. And uh, we'll hope to talk to you soon about
1: cool updates in the future. Yeah, um, the, the roadmap is rich, so we're, we're excited to, uh, to keep talking about all the other features that we have lined up coming, coming your way. Awesome. Thanks again. Yeah. A big
0: thanks to Joe for stopping by the podcast today. As the connected vehicle space continues to grow, we're glad to have Joe on standby to help spell things out for us. So thanks. Other thanks goes out to you, our listeners, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Players Podcast. We're glad you found us. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a five-star rating and share it with your friends. Check out our archived episodes for more Players Off-Road content, If you want to learn more about Ride Command Plus and Off-Road Vehicle Ownership, head over to the Polaris Help Center and Polaris Off-Road YouTube channel by using the links in the description to find how-to articles and videos, FAQs, and other useful information on Ride Command and Ride Command Plus. Lastly, if you have questions or ideas for future episodes, submit them to us by using the Contact Us link in the description. We want to hear from you, and we want to know what you'd like to hear about. Stay tuned for future episodes, and until then, this has been the Polaris Podcast. Hello Riders, it's your host here again, here to remind everyone that the Polaris Podcast is brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. The Help Center is the first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. Look for the help button in the upper right corner of any Polaris brand website. Also, I want to mention that all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, protective clothing, and footwear. Read, understand, and follow your owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Ride within the limits of your own abilities. And never engage in stunt or exhibition driving. Alright, that's all for now. We'll see you out on the trails.